Good evening, good evening, good evening. Uh, happy Sunday. Hope you had a good weekend. This is Jason Jones of The Athletic with your latest edition of Post 82 of the Throne Room Breakdown. Following the Kings uh, defeating the Detroit Pistons 106-100 to move to 36, excuse me, not 36, 26 and 34 on the season and dun dun dun, dun tied with New Orleans uh Three games behind Memphis for the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Uh, hey, so what do we want to do with that? 22 games to go in this season. It's going to be the Kings have put them in, themselves in a position where every game matters. Even though this game didn't start out like it was the one that mattered to the Kings. But we'll get into that a little later. But main thing is now, uh, I'm real curious to see how the, this, this group performs. Uh, in March, last March, things went downhill. So I really want to see how this group, especially guys who were on the team last year like De'Aaron Fox and Bogdanovich, Buddy Hill, some of those guys, how they perform at this stage of the season where now games matter. And no matter how ugly things got, you know, in January, uh, 0-1-5 start, Falling eight games out of the playoff race. All that doesn't matter right now because the Kings have a legitimate chance now to try to make something happen with 22 games to go. So, give you your quick little statistical rundown. Uh, Kings actually came out looking, uh, as I like to quote Tupac, looking flabby and sick. Just uh, not, not no punch, no fire. Start the game down eighteen to one. That's right, eighteen to one. Uh, got down by uh, by as many as twenty one at twenty seven to six. Trailed thirty one sixteen after a quarter, but then things turned around. Harry Giles started doing Harry Giles things, bringing energy, bringing intensity to second unit. Corey Joseph, Buddy Hield, Alex Lynn, Kent Bazemore. Brought some pop to the to the lineup and things started to turn around and then and this Pistons team, which is looking toward the lottery and also didn't help them that Derrick Rose hurt his ankle after playing about nine minutes. Derrick Rose is off to a great start. Nine points, three assists, no, two assists, three rebounds. And if you remember the game back in January in Detroit, Derrick Rose destroyed the Kings. So... They probably got they got a little boost by Detroit losing Derek, but outside of that, Darren Fox twenty three points, seven assists. It's starting to become kind of normal to say twenty, almost pencil in Darren for twenty three points, twenty twenty three points, seven to ten assists tonight. Now, that's just becoming the norm, and if that's going to be the norm, the Kings are, are going to like where they're headed in the future because to get that kind of consistency from that position is going to be vital because for all the talk about what Bag Marvin Bagley could become and some of the other guys, this team, is the, the style of play, everything is built around De'Aaron Fox, and this team will go as De'Aaron goes. So, like I said, 23 points, 7 assists. A lot of other guys chipped in. Buddy Hill had 19 off the bench. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich had 15. Giles, 12.7 boards. You know, a lot, you know, Alex Lynn, another good game off the bench, 8 points, 13 rebounds, 5 block shots. So, a lot of good contributions. Uh, that second unit really bought some some edge, some force, some toughness. And 
one of the uh, not-so-secret things about the Kings over the last 10, 13, 14 years is that they were known as a soft team. Uh, the word was always that if you roughed up the Kings, they couldn't handle it. So it was uh, different to see the Kings now between Harry and Alex and Buddy's kind of just edge. They now have a group of guys who are playing with the type of edge that they usually hadn't had in past years. So I asked Harry about it after the game. He didn't want to you know, say that the team was tougher. He said maybe things are just clicking a little better. I'll go ahead and say it. This team looks tougher than last year's team, clearly. I mean, not even close. It looks much like a, a much tougher team. You can figure out, deduct how you want to weigh or why you want to say who that, why that is. I think a big part of that is Harry's playing right now. Harry's kind of just become that heart and soul energy. Just, you know, I'll get a tech, I don't care. Just kind of have that, that edge that this team needs, you know, for this 22-game stretch to finish out the year because as it stands right now, this team could be playing games that mean something at the end of March, which would be, well, technically they were last year, but it was more so the countdown to being eliminated from the playoff race. They have a chance to actually play themselves into the playoffs. So, enough about that, I guess, suppose, but I want to hit on a couple of things that really jumped out about the not just this game, but the last basically month or so in why things have started to kind of turn for the Kings. I hit on it the last two podcasts. I said the Kings have a guy. Their guy is De'Aaron Fox, and he's taken that leadership role. And I think he's continued to grow with it and continue to uh, kind of take that and and push the Kings over the top. This is, this is a game where the Kings still have this this uh, maddening habit of having a nice lead in the fourth quarter, and you know you blink, you know you check your Facebook page, maybe you return a text, and before you know it, that twelve point lead is now two. The Kings just love to do that. Don't know why, but they love to do it, and they did it again tonight. What was they appeared to have a very comfortable lead. I'm thinking, okay, this is a, you know, I don't want to say it's ever set in stone, but this is as close as you can get to being set in stone. You know, the, the Pistons are shorthanded. You know, you, you, ever since the, the, the start of the game, the Kings had been in control of the game. They had gotten their lead up to as many as 14. Shoot, they led... Get this. <laughs> they led 102-89 in the with uh with 224 left in the game. But somehow that get that lead they, you know you give up a they give up a 10-0 run. And then you know they're uh, only up 102-99 with 37.8 seconds to play. But who who answers that? De'Aaron Fox. Fox comes back, pull-up jumper, 14.4 seconds to go. Gives the King a five-point lead, and that was enough. But, yeah, that's they have got to stop doing that. That's that's insane. You cannot continue to allow teams to get back in games late. You can't continue to allow it to be, to be a habit. Is it the sign of an inexperienced team? I don't think so. you got some experienced guys on this team now. You know, you, yeah, at any given point, De'Aaron's out there with multiple guys with plenty of game experience. So, there's just something that's got to be corrected in terms of a mindset, execution, 
maybe your uh, lineups, whatever the case may be. But there's no reason why the Kings should have been sweating this game in any way in the final minute, but they were. So, you know, but then again, when you got someone who can go back and answer that, and that, and De'Aaron went back and answered that when it when things got a little uh, iffy, his ability to do that, you know, hit that, you know, that jumper was enough to kind of get the, you know, get the Kings out of this. So, I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm not going to keep harping on it for, for now. But, that's got to change. So... I want to move on to a couple of other things from this game that whether I'm reading my timeline, just my own observation, just kind of thing that jumped out about the way the Kings are playing right now. Uh, I, I touched on it earlier, just the toughness. I mean, it's not like I said before, it was like Harry just, just stood out so much because his energy and just tenacity was just unlike anyone else on the team. Now you got a guy like Baysmore who brings that constant energy on the wing. Alex Lynn has been <laughs> probably I don't, I don't think the Kings could have ever expected that, you know, in a couple of weeks Alex Lynn would become a valuable member of the second unit. And that's what he's become now. His size, his defense, his willingness to, you know, he set the set solid screens, all those things that I think if you remember um, a few weeks ago when Eric Mika was on a ten day and everyone was jumping out their seats with Eric Mika's out there trying to set a good screen. Yeah, Alex is doing all those things. And can't be understated just that this time of the year, 22 games ago, you got to be tough. you got to have some fights and physicality because the, as these games get closer to the end, they begin to begin officiated more and more like a, I say closer to a playoff style of officiating. The Kings aren't used to this, of course, because they're not used to having games that <laughs> mean something after the break, but they're going to have to be able to be physical, you know, hit first, don't get hit, to hit first and all and, and play and play through the physical play and then rely on that toughness to get through some of these games cuz the Kings did not shoot well and normally this has not been a team that has been able to win when they're outshot, but they only shot 40.7% today, which is in a um, Actually, they're still outshot because uh, the Pistons shot 41.2%. The Kings actually were outscored. The Pistons made nine more three-pointers than the Kings. The uh, Kings were only 9-35. Uh, the Pistons were 18-42 from three. So in a lot of ways, it was an ugly game for the Kings. But here's what the Kings did. I know you're not used to this. They made free throws, 23 out of 26, including De'Aaron Fox, who has been kind of all over the place this year with his free throws, 9 out of 10. The kind of stuff you need. And that's not just physical toughness, also now mental toughness you're seeing. I think De'Aaron's embodying that mental toughness. You know, that's not just the free throws, but the clutch shots late. You know, being willing to get more involved and engaged in, on defense, all that stuff. Corey Joseph with the, you know, the bad heel going out there and giving all he's got in, in 16 minutes just to try to keep the Kings in this game. So you're seeing not just physical toughness, but also mental toughness. And for the next 22, they need all of that and then some if they're going to somehow, someway try to get into the playoffs. I ain't going to lie. Two, three weeks ago, I was like, I don't want to hear the word playoffs. I, I got to see a lot more before I care about talking about the playoffs. I've seen enough to where clearly 
I'm talking about the playoffs. And for me, I wrote about it last week after the uh, Kings played the Warriors. I just think what they're doing right now is more sustainable for the long term, even if they don't get in. Just the attitude I'm seeing, the focus I'm seeing. You know, yeah, they got off to a shitty start, down 18 to one. I don't know who in the world decided to schedule their their third game in four nights, <laughs> coming back from Memphis of all places. It's not exactly a close trip. The, as Luke Walton, they got in at 3 a.m. So you get in at 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning, and then you have a 3 a.m. get 3 p.m. game the next day. You know, there's no practice, nothing earning, no shoot around because of the early start. No practice the day before because teams don't practice on the second night to back to back anyway. Especially when you get in at three in the morning the night before, <laughs> the, the the day before. So, uh, whoever set the schedule did the Kings no favors with that early start, but they showed some toughness mentally to not use that as an excuse, not to sulk too long. Came back. Made it happen, won the game, you know, second win in a row after they uh, blew the game in OKC. But keep on winning games, games like OKC, you you start to forget a little bit, or maybe you don't forget. So we'll still be on the, um, obviously, those of us around Sacramento will be watching how Memphis continues to do, how New Orleans does. For those of you who were mad at the Lakers for not beating Memphis, Maybe you won't be as mad because they did beat New Orleans tonight. So maybe that helps, you know, that helps the Kings out a little as well. So, hey, this is a new, tough Kings team. I, mean, I shouldn't say a new team, but it's a tougher Kings team. That's what they're going to need for 22 games. They got to be tough. You know, they're, they're starting to put the elements together of a tough team. Like I said, they got a guy. They got a guy, a, a closer in the fourth, a guy who can create or set somebody up in Fox. They've got an edge now. Now I'll have to see what they do with it. That's all I got for y'all. Y'all know how to find me. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You can find me on Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. Uh, hit me up. Then you can also uh, stay tuned for Tuesday. Myself and Kenny Curraway will be back. Throne room breakdown. Talking in the upcoming games. Um, Kings host the Washington Wizards on Tuesday. And... Kings beat the Wizards earlier this season, and they did a hell of a job on Bradley Bill in that game. So right now, Bradley is, uh, you can call him Angry Brad right now, the way he's been playing. And the Wizards are still in the playoff hunt. As disappointing as their season may have been so far record-wise, they're still in the hunt. So Kings can expect um, competitive you know, effort from the Wizards coming up. So that's all I got again for y'all. Y'all be good out there. And uh, I'm gone. I'm out.